welcome back to the Scribes Journal. It is 2024, and we are ready to start off this year. Hopefully well, but we'll see because it's it's us. It's us. Let's be real. We have no idea how this is going to go. I saw a meme the other day that said that 2023 was like a party girl because it started over a weekend, and that 2024 is a business girly because she starts on a Monday, and that, that means that things are about to get more serious, which I feel like... We don't need. I don't feel like we need serious. I feel yeah. like 2023 ended as kind of a vibe. Like we all got used to 2023. Yep. And now we have to get used to 2024. I really hope she's not a Monday girly because I can't stand Monday girlies. Thank you, Garfield, for that wonderful insight. You're welcome. Yeah. So we are starting off 2024 and we're just going to go for it. I have a idea for an episode today. Did you introduce us? Uh, No, I didn't. Of course not. I mean, it's 2024 and I am still... The Scribe of Worlds, your host, and I am joined by the Violet author. Hello there. I'm back. I'm not going anywhere. I'm like a bad migraine that you just can't escape no matter how many pills you pop. And trust me, we know you've popped a lot of pills in 2023. It was a tough time. And on that note, (laughs) uh, so I have an idea, a concept, if you will, to possibly do this episode, um, and I'm willing to to hear some feedback about it and possibly hear another idea, and then we'll just go from there. I love it. Yeah, we we did not plan this episode. Scribe came over. We are recording this on the 30th of December, and we were like, oh yeah, we have a podcast. We should record that. So uh, we didn't discuss the episode, which we normally do. So I'm excited. Give us a give us a some insight into what your concept for our episode is today. Okay, so as as you know, it's our first episode of the new year, and the new year is customarily celebrated with the old year leaving and the new year taking its place. And have you heard the story of like have you seen those short stories where there's like the old year and it takes the baby new year by the hand and kind of like okay well this is now your year have you never heard of this i mean i saw a meme where 2023 chucked 2024 into a burning fire uh but i kind of thought that that was just like a one-time thing but i guess it's a yeah i mean meme of the meme so in in tradition there are stories of like the new year the the infant year eating the old year and that kind of thing so here's my thought is a year doesn't want to die and is trying to outrun the new year that it's coming to to destroy it or to take year. its place. It's a leap year. It's a leap year. It is a leap year in 2024. Yes, it is. So that that is my concept. And I don't know where we want to go from there. Hmm. But so like a year that won't end? I yeah. Yeah. This is the year that never ends. Yeah, the the year that and we could be super literal with that and like the year physically just doesn't end and it becomes like december 32nd or it could be or it could be something like the you have some kind of uh like character that that represents the year uh who is running from this character that represents the new year (laughs) i don't know that's kind of i like the concept of keeping the topic on new year's because it is New Year's, and we love a good topic. Hmm. My question is, though, like, what would the story be? Would we be focusing on the year itself that is trying to avoid ending, or would we be focusing on a protagonist who is either trying to convince the year to end or kill the year? Uh, we know which one I'm going to vote for. But um, <laughs> what would the would the focus more be on, like, a sweet story about growth or like we have to defeat 2022 i brought the grenades if you brought the fire launcher 
Um, I was, I, I personally, I was going to go for the first one about growth, but the grenades, you know, I, I'm, I'm. We love a good grenade it's moment. A, it's an interesting uh, take there. I've actually um, never written a grenade in any of my stories so far. And that seems unbelievable if you know me as a person. I I have no count on grenades. I cannot say if I have have or have not used them. I have referenced smoke bombs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, magical pools, magical pools. That was a that was a fun one. That was a fun. Uh, oh yeah, there's that one too. See, season ending. I was I was telling yeah. your stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to the magical point. magical coffee shops. Back to the point. The that has nothing to do with grenades. <clears throat> back well, to the point. Here's the though. thing. They could they could totally no. like. They, uh, one, one, I'll have an explosive afternoon, please. Um, no, no. Okay, yeah. So the one of Scribe's stories um, was read to me recently, right before it came out, and I love it. I love it a lot. And it's called "The Day the Magic Died," and you can read it online. But point being, I was thinking a, a story about growth and like a, a character, uh, the year, kind of like realizing, okay, the seasons do have to end, and life has to continue. Mm-hmm. Does it? But but I mean maybe maybe they lose in the end and it just becomes the never ending ending year exactly. (laughs) Dustin Henderson sings a solo. Have you seen Stranger Things? I have not seen Stranger Things. Uh, yeah. So that's that's the one concept I had. Hmm. New year, new New Year's. Yeah. So. Let me see. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a play on words for this episode. Because normally we come up with the episode names as they come through the episode. Like, we find them in the episode. I think we have. I think we've done that. We we normally come up with them during the episode, yeah. Yeah, we do. We we usually, so I'm, I'm interested to see what this one is called. But for now, I will call it Never Ending New Year. Even though that's not accurate because it's not a new year. But that'll be the temporary title for this one. It was exciting. I'm just taking a look to see if I can find that story that I was talking about because I remember it. Okay, so so let's play around with some ideas and think of like New Year's themed stuff. So mm-hmm. one thing is New Year's resolutions. I don't know if we can play with that. Maybe the new the year makes its own New Year resolution to never die. Oh, interesting. Maybe which has maybe. never happened before. Sure. We have the idea of Janice. Who is the uh, the the two faced god? The yeah, let me just read it for you. Is he a New Year's construct? Yes. Really? Yeah. So the the ancient Romans had a similar practice of like on the vein of resolutions of making promises to Janus, the two faced god, whose name would later give us the month of January. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so resolutions have changed from something to a deity to one of uh, of yourself as just you know a straight resolution. Let's see. Hmm. Would we want to? Maybe we could do something with like the seasonal characters, like Father Christmas, trying to hunt down this year or something. I don't oh, know. I'm picturing like an okay. old grandfatherly type character who's trying to show this year that ending is natural and nothing to be afraid of but like not in a dead way just like in a your time in this role has been recycled sure or is done and you need to pass it on to the next person well maybe there's some kind of like uh cyclical design of the year so i'm thinking of things like father time um Ooh, father the, time is way better uh, i love that so yeah so what if we did something with like father time and all of these are like each year's are his children or something. Mm-hmm. 
and their father duty... time poor mother time <laughs> mother time mother she time. does not get any breaks yeah so and like they're supposed to have one year and this year the they're like coming of age is getting their own year maybe of some kind maybe man 2020 did not do well no 2020 was like the middle child Going oh, wrong. Interesting. Middle child. 2020 so. was the middle child. So 4040, watch out. 4040. Um, That's such a weird thought. We're gonna be alive. No, we're not. No, we're nah. no, 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 we're not. We're not. Unless something unless Elon Musk does something crazy. No, we are not. And it's kind of crazy mm. to think that like we'll never see that again. We'll never see a 2121. We'll never see a 2222. We only ever got to see 2020. We did get to see 2020. We shouldn't have. I would rather be, I would rather be blind than have seen 2020. Okay, so Janice is often the god of like tricksters, right? Like because he's two faced. I believe. Loki? I believe you can. You can. You want to look that up and see if I'm correct. Is um, Janice a trickster god? No. No. Okay. Uh, Loki, Eris, Wissa, Kajak. Do you wanna do you wanna look up and see the monkey king? Who is <laughs> who is Janice? Janice. Alright. Wikipedia. Good old Wikipedia. So Janice is the god of beginnings, gates, transitions, time, duality, doorways, passages, frames, and endings. Yeah. So here's my thought. Uh well, I have the etymology, if you're interested. Oh, I'd love the etymology. Scribes an etymology buff, which is something that I only learned about him recently, and I've been sending him way too many Facebook most, reels. Most of my friends, yes. <laughs> Do you get the same ones over and over again? Uh every so often I get I get a duplicate. Okay, I gotcha. Uh the name the name of uh the god Lanus, meaning arched passage and doorway, stems from the pro-Italic Iamu door. I don't actually know how to read this out loud. I'm gonna be full. I'm gonna be so so for real for real in this moment. I have no idea how to say this. Uh, but anyway, anyway, theology and functions. He's conflicted. So maybe, maybe this is. So here's here's Janice. here's. Do we want to? Okay, okay, I'm listening. I'm maybe listening. the the young the year is Janice. And we're talking like not, it's not 2024. It's like an old year, like 15 something or other. Like we're okay. back in time a little bit more. Sure. Like around the time that Janice was a construct. Sure, sure. And we're talking about how he is conflicted about giving up his year. Okay. Okay. Janice is like beginning and ending and whatever. What I'm thinking is we have two concepts, Father Time and Janice. Father Time oversees the turn of the years and the cycle and everything, right? And Janice kind of does something similar. I don't know, maybe they're vying for control or, but mm -hmm. I, my thought is to somehow make like Janice coerce this, this year who's supposed to be coming to an end into trying to stick around longer. Gotcha. So, so Janice is kind of the, the villain, the antagonist I of think, like. I think Janice is the older brother who got his old month. And he's like the first month and he's screwing with his younger sibling. He's like messing with the younger oh, sibling and it goes a little bit too far. And now father time is like, you need to fix this. Oh, wait, I have, I have a, I have a better idea. Go for it. So sticking with the sibling idea. Yes. Father time, younger brother, Janice, father time's children are the years. And Janice, because he's their uncle kind of like oversees them like ah. family structure wise. Father time is like the favorite sibling that got like overseer and all the other siblings got individual months 
And so it's kind of like a Scar Mufasa of like Scar is always kind of messing with this poor kid of Father Time being like, well, you know, your dad, he's just so great. He got Father Time. Well, all I got was this measly little month with no holidays in it. Right, right. Except New Year's Day, Janice. Hello. Which, oh, let's be real. The real celebration, the real is, celebration is New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Eve. So God <laughs> chipped, dude. He's like, my holiday is on December 31st. Yeah. What happened there? Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I love the idea of like a family. Like this is like a familial yeah. Yeah. story. This is, this is funny. Which is not as fun as if we had someone trying to murder the new year. But, but I mean, we can yeah. still throw that in. I mean, come on. Okay, so yeah. The the family structure of Father Time running the, the, the time stream outfit. Janice... But Janice is a big deal because he does stop the one year and start the next. And and so he's the first month. He's the probably like the next oldest brother. But this time he's decided that he's going to try and keep this year running instead of switching it over to the new year. Um, we need a good name for this kid, this new or year. Or does Janice not show up and January just can't start without Janice? <laughs> reading the hunger games right now and all i can picture is oh what's his name he's the blonde guy gail no gail's Peter. brunette no Peter's hot i'm talking about the old dude oh Hamish. Hamish. I, I feel like janice is the Hamish of the family he's like showing up drunk from like december <laughs> celebration like everybody's new year's that's funny so so new year's comes the ball drops and everyone expects janice to show up and he doesn't, but everyone's just like, oh, he probably just like got lost on the way. Hmm. But then the next few days go by and he still hasn't shown up. And so then it has to be Father Time sends his child the to, new year. To the new year. So it's the new year going in. So it's it's not that the old year doesn't want to leave. The old year's done. He's like, this year has been so long. I'm ready to be done, but I can't do anything until Janice shows up. And now the new kid has to be like, okay, I guess I'm going to go into this. Yep. That's so We funny. got it. Nice. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. Man, it's crazy where we start and where we end up when we do this stuff. This is insane. Okay, cool. I love this. So, yeah. um... All right, Father Time's child, the new year, is tasked to find his Uncle Janice so that they can start the next year. So, let's just see. I'm still excited to name this new year. I kind of want... I'm picturing... Ooh, now I'm conflicted. Originally... I was conf I was considering this to be like Roman times with togas and like all that kind of stuff. But now that we've kind of introduced this new concept, I'm almost picturing it to be more modern. And I'm almost picturing it to be, I don't know, like more in the now. Because originally I was thinking back in time. And sure, I'm thinking sure. It might be fun to have it be now and see how like these. Well, here's the question. Are these caricatures do they appear as people are they like the gods of olympus who have their own unique plane of existence and hide away do they affiliate with the regular people and sure. just kind of blend and come in and out of the world as yeah. they want to yeah. interacting i just pulled up what all of the months mean and where they got their names so maybe that can give us some inspiration so the first of all is obviously january is named after janice the god of doors and gates mm -hmm. february is named after Februalia a time period when sacrifices were made to atone for sins. Ooh. March is named after Mars, the god of war. April. Isn't it March? I, yeah, beats me. April is from, I'm, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but it's it's Latin uh, to open, uh, apiary, 
May is named after Maya, the goddess of growth of plants. We're keeping May as Maya then. Annie Maya. That's kind of cute. June is from Junius, which is the goddess Juno. Oh. Uh, and it doesn't say what she's about. Then. Of course not. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like when they have names. I feel like we can find other. Wait, I haven't finished yet. Oh, this yeah. is great. So July is named after Julius Caesar. <laughs> oh my God. Julius Caesar Julius is back. Is back. Use one of our best episodes. Yep. So August is after Augustus Caesar. So September is from Septum, which is Latin for seven. October is from Octo, the Latin for eight. November is Novem, Latin for nine. December is Decem, Latin for ten. <laughs> they really ran out of they really people. Did. They really did. Okay. So okay, we've got so why you me out. those people over. It's hear a family reunion. It is a, it, I, I have an, I have a terrible idea. Oh, I love when Scribe has a terrible idea because normally I'm the one with the terrible ideas. This is very refreshing. Hit me okay, with your best So, shot. so we have Father Time, who's the father. We have Jan, Jan uh, Janice, his younger sibling. We have Maya, who is like the time period of growth. And I don't, uh, we'll have to look up what Juno means, but, but like, that's the, the midsection of the year. Like we're kind of growing into it. So Janice starts it. I want, uh, June and December to have a rivalry because June stole, stole, is trying to like do a knockoff Christmas in in, (laughs) Christmas in maybe, oh no, July, July and December have a rivalry because July tried to steal Christmas and Christmas is not having it. So I think, I think each of these probably have time periods because like, Mm -hmm. Janice has a month named after him, but February is just a time season. So maybe like Janice is January and February, then March is is overseen kind of by like is brought in by Mars mm-hmm. and he pushes things on till May. And then May is like the growing season. So maybe each new year is vying for a month. And like if they can prove themselves during their year, they get to take over one of the months. Oh, maybe. Um, and this kid is like trying to join the ranks of like his family in sure. order to have his own month. Oh, so like Mars got his month during World War Two, mm-hmm. and so he did because maybe he controlled more than one year. Oh, like, yeah, he, he like did, oversaw, he oversaw, it and he was doing so well. They were like, okay, we'll we'll keep you going, keep you going. Yeah, now and we'll give finally, we'll see you with this. And so now That's he finally Mars got like a, a okay. But here's my thought: Coolius Geezer. If you want to understand where Coolius Jesus comes from, check out our episode. Uh, the Time Sender. The Time Sender, and you will understand why Coolius, Coolius Jesus is one of our one of our favorite characters, but and anyway. one of our most reoccurring. But Coolius Jesus did so much time traveling that he was given a month. I don't know if he actually controls it. I don't think he controls it, but I think I it's just. Think I think can, it's just. We can't have this be an overlap. We can't because then we had time travel as an element, and they have to be. They have to keep the time period consistent. I don't feel like we can have Coolius Caesar be Coolius Caesar. I think he does have to actually be Julius Caesar. However, this can be the prequel. <laughs> Julius Caesar prequel. was given his own month, and then years down the line goes rogue. Insane. Are you gonna write down these yep. months? I'm pasting it in right now. Hi, idea. So we should have the story be from the New Year's point of view. I agree. I yes. agree. Okay. So here's my uh, here's my thought with the with the, the the seasons. So like we were talking about having you know different people oversee different parts. Mm-hmm. So the first one is the beginning, which is January and February, and Janice oversees that. Uh, and then you have the move forward. I might change this to something called like the push, but that's like we're gonna get moving into this year we're going to be doing stuff you know winter's finally breaking and 
their younger brother Mars oversees this because he's very much like, you know, get things done kind of guy. Yep. He's the organization. He's like getting everything yeah, out exactly. and ready and moving. Spring cleaning. Deliveries. You know? yeah. We got to get the buds on the trees. We got to get exactly. rain in exactly. the sky on specific yeah. times. All that. He's kind of the taskmaster, so to speak. All then... I see is now the godfather as the, like, the man of spring. <laughs> he's sitting there and there's like bunny rabbits <laughs> and like flower crowns. He's like, you come to me on my day. Of May the 1st. <laughs> Give me an offer. I've actually never seen The Godfather. So then the next one is growth and connection. Juno is the goddess of love and marriage. So between Maya and Juno, they oversee everything from May until August. They're twins. Can they be twins? Yeah, that's right. Twin sisters. Yeah. So they're, they're the youngest twin sisters. And they they celebrate like things are growing, things are beautiful, mm -hmm. it's summertime. So they kind of help the, the year figure that kind of stuff out. Mm -hmm. And then there's the decrease, which currently has no one overseeing it. And that's where the New Year's kind of vying for? I think I think possibly. Okay. I think most years are kind of like when they start the year, think, oh, I can get this one. I can get the decrease. But then they actually get something that matches them a little bit more. Or 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 they realize that they don't actually want to oversee a year after year. They just want to like live out the rest of their life, you know. Um, in the mortal realm. Or whatever. Exactly. But then but then here's the thing. Each of these seasons are getting ready for the year to oversee the last part of the year by themselves. So Janice is there in the beginning of the year to help them be like, okay, this is how we get started. This is the kind of role that we do. This is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Then Mars comes along and is like, okay, let's get down to business. This is what's going to happen this year. Let's move it out. And then Maya and Juno are like, okay, this is life and we celebrate life. And then growth and, and development then, right. and celebration. And then during the decrease, they're supposed to have someone there to kind of like explain loss and like, Death. what does it mean? And that's exactly. why it's the hardest thing. Uh, it's like how why social workers have such a high turnover rate because they have to keep explaining sad right. things. It's like, oh, these months, they usually tend to be the ones who burn out the fastest. Yeah. And so, so right now there's, it's a vacant position, but then the end, those last two months, the year is supposed to be able to be competent enough to run the year by themselves and then at the end they've handed it over oh it's the trial but, period really right but oh. here's the problem for the last however many years there has been no one from september all the way to december oh so things are a little bit so, difficult for janice so well by the end well it doesn't matter because janice is starting with the new year every time but by the end of the year no year wants to go back and do that all over again because they're burnt out yep so there's no one to step in and fill the gap for the decrease period and which is probably why there was so much sickness if we're doing it modern times exactly why things have been so out of whack lately is because there's nobody to hold the role so instead of starting in november like the year's supposed to they have to start in september right and it's and it's right after like everything's great they think you know oh wow you know love and marriage and family and celebrations all and then all of a sudden they're hit with the decrease and the decrease is supposed to be a time to learn about grief and letting go and giving up your role mm -hmm. and instead now it's now they're learning oh i have to do everything myself and by the end by the time they come to the end of december they don't get a raise they don't get extra <laughs> days they're like this gig is crap i'm out exactly exactly so no one wants to take over the decrease section in order to make sure that it like and the cycle just continues and yes. continues and so now you have this worn out old man year who's like i just want to be done but janice hasn't shown up to give the position to a new year. I got you. And so this new year who's like, I can take this year, no problem. It's like, I can't start because there's no, my train, yeah. my trainer isn't here. Janice isn't here. Yeah. So now he has to go out and find Janice. I like it. 
I think it's perfect. That that also explains a lot more of the inner workings because it's important it's important to have lore even if it's not all explained Mm -hmm. in your story it's important to have a lore that's there so that there can be consistency within the story because you don't want to be like introducing these new little things like uh light lark oh my god (laughs) you don't want light lark you do not want to write a light lark (laughs) i'm just name dropping Without any hesitation. You don't want to be like Lightlark and inviting a lot of new concepts and then never completed them or yep. never having them return. You want there to be consistency in the hidden elements of your story. And so that's yep. why it's so important to do what we're doing right now, which is cementing the backstory so when we write the actual story, it makes sense yes. consistently. So now we've got okay. a couple of things. So I have some ideas yes. for conclusions. I have some here. So we're, we're dropping Julius Caesar and Caesar Augustus because it's just... Caesar. The Caesars were originally the people who overlooked the decrease, but they quit without any two weeks notice. <laughs> and so everyone's really mad at them. But in reality, they just died because they were actually humans and everyone thought that they were like these immortal... No, they went time traveling. Beings. They went time traveling. Okay, so so my thought is we should give... so this. It, our story is the new year. We haven't named him yet or her, but we should give them a traveling companion. And my suggestion would it either be the old tired out year, which I really like, or father time. I um, like the old tired out year. Right. So my thought is father year steps, father, father year, father time steps in and says, I will hold this interim period until you guys can find Janice and the new year can get started again. You guys go and find Janice, bring him back, and then we will... Yeah, time will start again. Okay. I think it'd be very funny if old year is only doing this because he's getting extra holiday pay. He's getting double time. <laughs> like I was supposed to retire three right. weeks ago, but old man time wants me on this for a few more days. And I'm getting in all the overtime I can get. I love that. That's great. Yeah. We need names. We do need names. All right. Old near and old near. Old near. <laughs> old and... year and new year. So there's two ways we could go about this. We could look into the etymology. We could look into the origins of different words. Or we could call it a friend. Or we could just do a random fantasy name generator. You know, I like that. Let's do, let's scrap the etymology because we already did that. And let's yeah. rock, paper, scissors. For me, I call, a, I phone a friend. And for you, we use fantasy generator. Okay. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, okay. Please win. So I just threw paper and beat the rock. So <laughs> uh, we're going to do fantasy name generator for two random names. Genders, what do we What do we feel? I want New Year to be... Oh, we, I've been referring to him in my head as a guy. You want this to be two boys? Uh, So old really man old young man, man, young man. Okay. Yeah. Because then otherwise you might have to bump into like gender constructs and like... Uh, yeah, the the, the it can get it's, messy. Yeah, it's it's normally seen as an old man and a young man and a young man. Sometimes like a literal infant. No, I feel like this is a he's like seventeen, eighteen, and yeah, old yeah. man is like seventy. No, he's like fifty-seven, and he's like real done with it. He's real over it. Hmm. I'm trying to find a good uh, category to use. Um... Give me a name for an old grumpy man. Reddit says. A grumpy old man named Herb, Walter, Harold, Clarence, Archie, Eustace from Courage the Cowardly Dog, Elmer, Stanley, Clive, Leroy, Gunther, Vern, Burl, Coy, Coy? Huh. Cletus! 
Good old. Yeah, say that or something else. I think that we should have like edit this so that all of my like name things are like overlapping and it like the audio is fading and then it just zips back and it's like you with your name. So I think what if we did mirrored names? Um, oh, okay. Like for example, uh, Linid and Daniel. Linid. I don't know. That's the backwards version of Daniel. Oh so. no. Leon and Noel would have been perfect if we had the New Year be a girl. Yeah, never mind. These are terrible. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like that very much. Um, oh, this looks fun. It is not fun. It's not fun. I mean, I don't know. Phone a friend's looking real fun right about now. Let me look. I haven't finished it. One second. Let me ask ChatGPT. No. What's wrong? We could look at who's trending right now, not look at why they're trending, and then just pick a name based off of that. Um, That's it would be thing. it would be weird to give them angel names, right? Yeah. That takes us into different territory. Three great sci-fi movies that you need to watch on New Year's Eve. Interstellar. I watched Interstellar. It's, it's, it's not bad. Matthew McConaughey. That's Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Oh, I mixed him up with... Yep. Okay. Okay, what about this? The old man has like an like a Roman name, and the new one has like a cooler like hip name, or at least he thinks it's cool and hip, and it's not actually. It's like he has a regular name, but he chose a dumb nickname, and he's making everyone call him that. Because it's his year name, and he wants it to be a cool name. Like, so you have the you have uh, the old the old year whose name is like Tarsius Angelus. Tarsius. Everyone calls him like Tush. <laughs> but but he's but but here's the thing: he's following the Roman conventions because of like Janus and Mars and whatever. Right. And this new this new year is like, no, I'm breaking tradition. Like, my name's Chad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tertius and Chad. We couldn't possibly. Okay, so. Or could we? Oh, we should. We should we? So, yeah, Tertius is our old year. Everyone calls him Tush behind his back. He's super mad about it. Name Tush. He's going by Chad, but what's his real name? Um, Augustus. No, I already have an Augustus. I'll get him mixed up and I'll start putting my character in. Sabius? Sabius? That was just off the cuff. I like Sabius. I'm gonna call him Sabius. So we have Sabius who goes by Chad because he thinks that it's a funny name. He wants to be hip. He wants to be with the culture. He wants to be with the times. And and Tertius is like, these names are our tradition and we cannot give them up so easily and blah, 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 blah. Like, all my friends are Tertius dead. Angelus, people call him Angel. Oh, sure. People call him Angel and everyone's Angel mad face, about it. Angel face, Cupid. Angel face. Now I'm picturing him as Danny DeVito. Tertius is played by Danny DeVito. Okay, sure, 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 sure. We can we can get that image. Um, okay, so there. Now we have our we have our setting. Uh, and now we just have to come up with a plot. Oh no, we have I to have... start it on the plot. Do you want to make it a two-parter? We can make this a two-parter. We can make it a two-parter. I feel like we've done a really good job explaining world building and like the importance of it, even by like we weren't really talking about it. But maybe so do you want to pause here and talk about like some things that we did use? Yeah, well, I, I would love to go a little bit more in depth about the importance of what we're doing here, which is character building and yeah. history yeah. and looking things up beforehand i would love to talk a little bit more in depth yeah. about that so we're actually going to hold off on going into plot because this is a really cool world building opportunity to kind of talk about some of the things that we're using here uh and ways that you can build this into your own story so yeah the 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 biggest thing obviously like we started with a concept which is new year's mm -hmm. and then from there 
we decided to land on Janus. And then Janus was kind of our starting point. And then I suggested Father Christmas, which gave you the idea for Father, Father Time. Time. Right. And then we wanted to do some kind of familial construct. And that's where the family of time exactly. began to exactly. grow. Yeah. And so the the really cool world building thing that we did in this episode is we took something that people know and matched it with something else that people know, but they're not combined which is Father Time, mm-hmm. and Janus. And then Janus belongs to his own pantheon, uh, the the Roman gods. Or right. I assume he's a Roman and not the Greek, but anyway. I think he's Roman. You know, so Janus. And then the other thing we did was we used uh, real world or um, real, I don't want to say. <laughs> we incorporated real world concepts into our fantasy story in order for readers to better connect with the world that we were building even though we hadn't started the story yet. Right. And and with that, the like having having a list of names and having that weird matchup of like the first two months, the first month has, is named after a god, and the third month is named after a god, and the fifth month is named after a god, and so it's a sixth month, but anyway. Uh, and that creates a sudden gap. And then we can see like, oh, maybe the year is divided into sections. Mm-hmm. And then that suddenly like, boom, there's an idea. So that kind of free writing and looking for tangential ideas is really helpful when you're world building, because instead of getting stuck on like, okay, Janice, Janice controls everything. Now we've kind of opened it up and been like, wow, we're we're using all of the pieces of this year to build one cohesive unit, which apparently is a family. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I think I might add more to this uh, lore-wise before our next episode. We'll see, because uh, I've got a lot of other lore stuff that I'm doing myself. But uh, kind of creating, like, the where did Father Tom come from? And how did Janice get his job? Because we mentioned how Mars got his job, but how did Janice get his job? Mm-hmm. And Maya and all of them, like, who are they? Yeah. The, I mean, the brain, the brain searches for patterns, naturally. That's something that's just wired into us. So while it seems scattered, once we have some pieces and we're willing to bring more pieces into the puzzle, you're going to get a more fleshed out and filled out picture. Because like you said, if we had just wanted to stick everything on Janice and just make it all Janice, we would have had an overcomplicated and crowded character. Mm-hmm. But because we were willing to divvy it up a little bit more, now it feels a little bit more uh, like the Disney movie Encanto. We have different family members that have different representations, different personality, different people get along with different people. Uh, It's it's more of a family unit, which is better for an audience because an audience connects with many different members of a family. We have middle children in this one. We have a jealous older child, uh, a younger child. We have have the father, every aspect of it. Um, And that's something that readers can really well connect to as well as the patterns that we've added in. So I I love that we did this. And I think it's important as readers to always be willing to kill your original darlings and accept new concepts. Because if Scribe and I had started this and he was like, what about Father Time? And I was like, no, Father Christmas. We wouldn't have gotten anywhere. But you have to be willing to flow and to let the story build naturally instead of trying to force something that doesn't feel natural. And I feel like that's a lot of times where writer's block comes into play because you get so stuck and you want to cradle your idea so dearly that you miss a beautiful concept that could be if you just let go a tiny bit. Sure, sure. And I, uh, so in your experience, like you were talking about our brains are hardwired to build connections. Mm -hmm. So what's a, 
what's like a writing strategy or a tool to try and develop that skill a little bit a little bit more because mm. one thing that I know that we both do is taking five random objects you can see in the room and mm -hmm. writing a story that includes or connects all of them. Mm -hmm. And even if that's that you write a, a, a short scene about a character who's in a room that has all those five things, but that's, that's passable. But is there a way that you can tie that mega block and uh, that grenade together, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I, it's definitely a skill. It's something that you have to, some people are more naturally better at it than others, mm -hmm. but it's something that you have to learn. What I used to do with Scribe when I was in college is if I was feeling creatively dead inside because it's college and writing papers is not creatively filling, sure. um, I would sit down in a room and I would choose a theme. Like if I was in a library, I'd choose book titles. Or if I was in a shopping mall, I'd choose like clothing that people were wearing. And I would make myself write five prompts to stories and then i would send them to scribe and be like this is what i came up with today that allowed me to be willing not only to look at concepts in a new way and pick things out in a new way but it also trained me to not hold on to things as tightly i could have mm -hmm. sat there and i could have like i'm gonna find one thing and i'm gonna write one story but because i was willing to look at a bigger picture and look for elements in a bigger picture i ended up coming up with multiple themes that kind of flowed together but also gave more opportunity for more creativity down the line so if you're looking yeah. for uh exercises to do try that try sitting down picking a category like right now um we're in uh, a room and there's a lot of legos <laughs> so i could say like build something that uh write something that has to do with building blocks sure either personally or physically and go off of that there's so many things you can do with that but uh, give yourself challenges give yourself exercises to try and grow that creative that creative elasticity yeah. that willingness to be stretched yeah. because with that your brain will be able to pick up on patterns easier and not get as bogged down on, I don't know where to go from here and just getting stuck in one thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And, and in world building too, you know, building connections between the concept that you have, like, you know, we had the concept of a year that doesn't want to leave. Right. And we obviously landed in a different place, but that combined with, you know, quote unquote, real, real world concepts of like, there is this, character in mythology named janice and he has to do with the beginning of the year like how what is a way that you can play into that mm -hmm. um people who are really skilled at that are like c.s lewis yeah c.s lewis you know if you read any of the chronicles of narnia there's so many references to greek gods mm -hmm. and goddesses to to different mythology and obviously things like christianity you know even uh it, tolkien is on a different level because he Tolkien's something else man he develops his own mythology and then references it and no one gets it because you know it's his mythology, mm -hmm. but but yeah, that's that's a that's a common thing that you see in a lot of uh, classic fantasy literature, especially ones that are set in a pseudo uh, a pseudo Earth. Yeah, um, that's a good way of putting it. Like yeah, that. you know, kind of playing with the concept of like, well, if there were actually beings that people thought of as gods how did they exist why did they exist so yeah world building can be difficult and it's kind of you know it's fun that we're in a way restarting uh some of our summer series discussions in the new year uh, mm -hmm. because we talked about world building we talked about character development we talked yes. about all of these kinds of things during last summer if you want more a, a deeper dive go ahead and go back and check those yep. but i think i think it's a really cool way to start because we're 
we're starting the new year by starting a new world and a new story. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to coming back to this yeah. next week and coming up with a plot for it. Me too. Because I think I think the world that we're about to dive into is going to be really, really cool. And let us know if you like this style a little bit more. Uh, less cramming everything into one episode and more splitting it up so we have a world-building episode and then a writing episode. We don't know how the second one's going to look yet. We don't know how we're going to do with it. It may turn out horrible, but hey, yeah. <laughs> I like pacing it a little bit better because I'll admit, sometimes I feel like my brain starts to shut down because we're trying to cram so much into one episode yeah, yeah. and I don't flip-flop well. So I, I feel like this might be a nice way to do not every episode sure, but sure. but some of these episodes where we have something big that we've really fleshed out to give it time to breathe to give it time to become something more um because something that i told scribe recently that i wanted to start doing more is on the uh podcast writing more of these sections out and fleshing yeah. more of the world out more than just a draft but a section a chapter a scene stuff like that yeah one of the first episodes we did was when we took Oh, no, it was the live stream where we took my character, August. No, my character, was it August or Marius? I was, I had Marius and you had your character, Jack. Jack. And we created a scene. That's one of the my my favorite things we've ever done in this entire time of recording together. And and what was it? It was, it was a point of connection. It Mm -hmm. was, it was for connect the dots, which was, we took different things that we had written over the summer and had, uh, you know, just connected them ran with it Mm -hmm. and and again it is it is a skill but it's also something that your brain is hardwired to do Mm -hmm. you know we we want to see connections that's why conspiracy theories are a thing right oh yeah and and so leaning more into that because we a lot of times kind of push that hardwiring to the side Mm -hmm. so leaning back into it with drills or with practices or like you know take two of your favorite characters from two different books Mm -hmm. and put them in a room together what do they do that's called fan fiction I mean, yeah, but (laughs) but, we've talked about that. It's not always a bad thing. Fan fiction is a great exercise in learning how to stretch your brains in writing new characters, in being creative in different ways that you didn't expect before. Mm -hmm. So don't be dissing on fan fiction, because as you all know, I'm a fan fiction girly. And so I can't be dissing (laughs) on it. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to jumping back into this next week and hope you guys come along. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until then, have fun world building and wander well. Goodbye. We didn't do any promo this time around, so hopefully they they know who we are and where to find us.